it's time to simplify, automate, and outsource your real estate investing business and extract yourself from the day-to-day -day work. Learn to create a never-ending stream of motivated seller leads on autopilot. Welcome to the Automated Real Estate Investing Podcast. I'm Joe Crump, and I'm here to show you how to build a fully automated, profitable real estate investing business without using any of your money for down payments or your credit. Being a real estate investor can be really profitable, but making mistakes can hit your wallet hard. I know this from personal painful experience. In this episode of the Automated Real Estate Investing Podcast, I will share the biggest mistakes I've made as a real estate investor so you can avoid them. I'll talk about how important it is to be careful when borrowing money, especially if you're putting your own credit on the line with bank or hard money loans. Leverage can eat you alive. I'll also talk about the mistakes of investing your own money before you know how to make money. They say it takes money to make money, but I say if you can't make money with no money, you probably won't be able to make money with money. Most people think the only way to be an investor is to borrow from banks. I'm going to show you how to do it without allowing them to breathe down your neck. And finally, we'll discuss the single biggest mistake an investor can make. If you make this mistake, your business will turn belly up. I've seen it happen too many times. So stick with me and I'll show you how to stay out of perilous waters and build a rock-solid business. Hey, it's Joe Crump. Three mistakes I've made as a real estate investor and how to avoid them. Number one, borrowing money. Um, just be careful uh, when you're borrowing money, especially if you're using your own credit. Uh, if you're borrowing money, do it from the seller. Get seller financing. Seller financing is the best way to do this. You've got very little liability. Your responsibility is only to that seller. And if you screw things up, you can go to that seller and you can work something out. Uh, unlike working with a bank, uh, they're going to follow their rules and they're going to uh, kick you to the curb. They're going to screw up your credit. They're going to steal any equity you have in the property if you're not able to cure it. Uh, you don't want to get into that situation. They're also going to destroy your credit, which is going to make it a lot more difficult to live your life. It makes it difficult to go out and buy a car. It makes it difficult to buy a house to live in. Uh, makes it difficult uh, for you to get credit cards. Uh, all those things that make life uh, a lot smoother. People that have bad credit. Uh, credit is today's uh, um, debtor's prison. Uh, you know, it used to be we had debtor's prison. If you didn't pay your debts, they'd throw you in jail. They don't do that today. Uh, all they do is give you a bad FICO score. Uh, and that keeps you from doing the things uh, that uh, you need to do in order to live your life. Uh, so don't get put yourself into that situation. Uh, and if you're going to borrow money for real estate, because I think that's very attractive for a lot of people and um, you're going to want to do that uh, at some point as an investor. Uh, and it may even make sense at some point as an investor. Uh, but avoid it as long as you can. And you avoid it by learning how to structure your deals uh, in a way that you don't need a bank loan. You don't need private money. You don't need hard money loans. Uh, all you need is the sellers uh, to work with you. And eventually you're going to flip enough properties where you're going to create enough capital for yourself uh, so that you can be your own bank. And that's sort of the goal of this. Part of it will be your own money. Part of it will be funds that you get from the seller, and you'll never have to go to banks uh, again. And that's where I've gotten in my business. 
It makes it a lot easier to do these transactions because I can go and I can uh, pay cash for them or I can uh, have them finance a part of it if it makes more sense to do that. And it almost always makes more sense to get the seller to finance it than to pay cash for it if you can do that. Now, I know that uh, everybody's going to say, well, if you use bank loans, you can get leverage. Uh, you can go put 10% down or 20% down on a deal uh, and you can leverage uh, that money and you'll have uh, you know, eight or 10 times as much uh, uh, investment that's making money for you uh, in these deals. That's kind of true. Uh, but make sure that you understand how to structure that deal so that it makes sense. And if you're going to do it, I suggest uh, that you do it with subject to deals where somebody else signed on that loan, not you. Uh, so have somebody take over somebody else's mortgage rather than going out there and signing on that mortgage yourself. Because when you sign on that mortgage yourself, you're putting your name on the line and every, all your assets are going on the line with it. When you do a subject two, all you're doing is, is you're, 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 you're putting that other person's credit on the line. Uh, so you have to have enough responsibility to take care of it. Or if you can't take care of it, if you can't make that payment, you can give it back to them and let them deal with the problem. Uh, and it won't screw up your credit and it won't lose you money uh, because you won't have a ton of money into that deal and you won't have any of your credit in that deal. The second biggest mistake is spending your own money before you know how to make money. Uh, I've said it before. Uh, they say you need money to make money, but I say that if you can't make money with no money, you probably can't make money with money. So learn how to do it with no money first before you spend your own money. I have people come to me and say, Joe, I want to get into your mentor program. I've got, you know, $300,000 I want to invest uh, and I want to know how to invest it properly. And I'll, I'll say to them, that's great. Uh, it's wonderful that you've got those assets to invest. Um, but before you start spending that money, uh, learn how to do a deal with no money. And the main reason to do that is because it'll teach you what a good deal looks like. Because if you put together a deal with no money uh, that doesn't sell, uh, then you haven't lost anything. You haven't screwed up your credit. You haven't lost any money, uh, but you've learned what doesn't work. Uh, you've learned the kind of deal that's not going to work, or you learned a mistake that you made that you shouldn't have made, and you did it without spending any of your own money. And you're not going to make that same mistake when you end up spending your own capital. What I see as the, the general progression for most investors as they get started, they don't have much capital to work with. They don't have money to work with. And that's not a bad thing necessarily. Uh, you don't spend your money if you don't have it. You learn how to do it without it. Uh, you, you know, you're pulling yourself up by your own bootstraps uh, and you're going to make this, make this work uh, without it. And once you've done that, and once you've done a few deals like that, you may never spend <laughs> your own money. Um, that's probably not wise. You're going to want to spend your money eventually. And you're going to want to, but, but when I first started just spending my cash on properties, uh, after I decided not to use loans again, uh, I would usually go out and buy a property and pay 100% for that property. And I own that property free and clear. Uh, these days, uh, one of my favorite techniques is buying a property on land contract with a zero interest loan from the seller. So it's not, not something I had to, to qualify for. I'm making payments to them. And each payment that I make goes 100% towards principal. So it pays off in a third of the time of a standard mortgage would pay off. Uh, so I'm buying these properties in you know seven or eight years uh, with principal-only um, payments that are being made by my tenants. 
what I'll use my money for is to go in and fix up these properties and we'll make them really sweet properties. So we'll find a property and I've been doing it with really cheap properties in rural areas and in urban areas, low priced areas where average price range in some of those areas is $75,000. Um, and the, the cities themselves, like Indianapolis, will buy them in Indianapolis, but we'll look at areas that have $75,000 properties, um, even though Indianapolis has got a $200,000 uh, median uh, price range on their properties. There are still areas in the urban areas that I can do that, or, or areas outside the city, like in southern Illinois, or in you know Arkansas, or in Texas, or some places like that, where I can find properties that are very, very cheap. And they're all across the Midwest, all across the Sun Belt. There's all sorts of communities that, that you can do this in. Uh, you don't have to buy next door. Uh, so then we'll go in and we'll fix up that property. Maybe we'll buy a property for $25,000 and we'll put $20,000 worth of work into that property. Now we've got $45,000 into that property, but it's worth $85,000, dollars $100,000 uh, when that work is done. Plus we put a tenant in there and we'll get $900 a month uh, on a lease option. Plus, we'll get another seven or eight thousand dollars in lease option fees, maybe four or five thousand in cash, and then maybe two or three thousand or four thousand uh, in a promissory note. Uh, so we'd be able to get another hundred fifty dollars a month on our income, on top of that uh, nine hundred dollars a month income that we're getting. So it gives us a really nice uh, cash to income spread. Uh, so what I've done essentially is bring in that type of income that's going to pay off that property entirely within six or seven years. Uh, I'm going to get all my cash back within just a couple of years, uh, even with just the cash flow on top of the payments that we have. Uh, so I'll get my twenty or thirty thousand dollars that I've put into the property back, uh, and um, you know then I'll own a property free and clear within a very short period of time. And that's how you build. Wealth, and if you do that a lot of times, uh, it starts getting really interesting. And so that's um, uh, uh, one way to avoid the mistake of using um, uh, your cash. The third biggest mistake that I see my students make uh, is giving up before they learn how to actually do it, or jumping off onto some other technique. They think, well, this. There's always, the grass is always greener and they always jump to the next technique uh, for the, from the next guy that they heard, hey, here's a great idea, here's a great idea, you know, and they'll get it in their mailbox and their, their, their email every day uh, with different ideas and different things that they can try. And they won't focus on one that they think has uh, value uh, and then actually learn how to do it because it does require skill. And no matter which of these techniques you choose, whether it's one of the ones I teach or whether something that somebody else is out there teaching, uh, what matters is that you have the skill to be able to implement uh, that technique. So take the time to learn that technique fully and don't give up. And it's going to be harder than you think at first. You think, well, I've, I'm, I'm good on the phone. I'm nice with people. I'm, I've worked in sales all my life. But you need to learn the language of what we're doing. And you need to look at the, the business that you're doing and learn how to make a, an optimal amount of money on each deal that you do and have a consistent uh, a set of leads coming in all the time, a constant funnel, a marketing funnel that's happening all the time, that's bringing you more business. Uh, you need to learn those things uh, over time. So give yourself the time uh, to be successful and don't give up, even though it seems like it's a, it's a, a journey that you're never going to get there. Honestly, though, it only takes three or four months if you do it diligently 
to learn how to talk to a seller. And that's the most important lesson you'll learn. And once you learn it, it's like riding a bike. You'll never forget it. And you'll be able to use it for the rest of your life. So spend the time to do it. You know, a lot of you people have, have, have gone into, uh, you know, gone to college for four years, uh, but you haven't learned the things that you need to learn to actually make money. They give you a degree that might help you get a job. But if you want to learn how to make money, you need to learn how to put a deal together. And being able to make deals uh, will help you in real estate and it'll help you in any other business that you create. So learn how to talk to people. Learn how to speak competently and confidently and you'll be successful as a real estate investor. All right, take care. Thank you for listening to the Automated Real Estate Investing Podcast. Be sure to subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or on your favorite platform to continue learning about how to build a fully automated real estate investing business. If you have questions or topics you'd like me to cover on this show, send an email to joecrump at joecrump.com. If you would like my personal help setting up your real estate investing business over six months, and if you'd like to join me for one of my intensive two-day real estate buying events, check out my one-on-one, hold-your-hand, intensive, step-by-step, six-month real estate investing mentor program. You don't need to do this alone. Get all the details at zerodowninvesting.com. Remember, the only way to regain control of your real estate investing business is to systematize, automate, and outsource. Do these things, and they will set you free. This is Joe Crump, signing off.